Welcome into the Hard Jazz Podcast. My name's Phil. And I'm Stacy. And this is a podcast devoted to reviewing and breaking down horror movies and TV shows, both new and old, good and downright fucking terrible. With me, somebody who loves horror movies and always has. And me, who was forced into it and should have known from the beginning when we went to see Saw the day before we got married. We're still a relatively new podcast, and with that being said, if you enjoy the show, please make sure to uh, subscribe, share with your friends to help us grow. Reviews, I believe, are truly the best way to help our very small podcast grow, and introducing new new viewers is something that's very much appreciated. So if you could take five seconds, hop on Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor, wherever it is that you're listening to this, drop a review for us, helps out tremendously. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at The Horror's Edge, uh, messaging us, commenting on our posts, uh, things like that are the best ways to grow the interactivity. We want this to be more of an open discussion than it is just me and Stacy talking, so the more uh, interaction that we get, the better, whether that's telling us, hey, I love the podcast that you guys said, hey, I fucking hated the podcast that you guys did, or hey, I didn't see the movie, but cool. Any of that is good. <laughs> the more uh, talking we do with you guys, the better. Um, so hitting us up on our socials is uh, the easiest way to get in contact with us. And today we're going to be discussing The Last of Us, Season 1, Episode 2. So, so far this show has done tremendously well. Um, I remember seeing something uh, a few weeks ago, not a few weeks ago, excuse me, a few days ago, that this was HBO's highest uh, opening day stream in quite some time. I could see that because everybody I saw on my Facebook, on my Twitter, on my personal Instagram, all of that, everybody was talking about this. Everybody was saying, holy cow, that first episode was awesome. Yep. So I could see where that rated really well for HBO. Reached 4.7 million viewers just on Sunday just in the U.S. It's the second largest debut that HBO had in more than a decade. Very impressive. If you hop on IMDb, so far this show's been given a 9.3 out of 10 rating, which is huge. That's crazy. Um, after one episode. Just after one episode. Now, some people did get early access, so they've been able to see the full season. Uh, we're not fortunate enough to be in that camp, so... I kind of like it that way. I, I was talking to my dad the other day about uh, how they're doing the weekly episodes yeah. instead of doing uh, just dump a whole season and binge watch. And then day two, people who are fanatics about it are talking about the entire season. Vice now we're bringing up questions, yes. which I like a lot more than just saying, hey, so let's talk about that entire season. Uh, because let's be real, I don't have enough time in the day to bench watch a whole season. Uh, it's not going to happen, so I need to stay out of those conversations. But I can squeeze an hour a week out to uh, watch an episode of a TV show that, so far, I really love. Yeah, I think that it gives you something to look forward to, kind of like the old days where you'd sit down as a family and you'd have a show like TGIF. Um, I think it was on ABC. Um you'd have like a set of shows that you would watch weekly and you couldn't get any spoilers because they only released one episode a week. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, it was a different time. I, I, for a while, loved how they would just drop a season. Hell, I, 
that I would be that person that would wait until an entire series was over before I even started it, just so I could venture the whole thing. And that's how I watch Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, but awesome show, by the way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's one of the best. But uh, this is something that our kids were looking forward to. And yeah, we it, were counting down fifteen it, minutes, twenty minutes. It, it's very different than when you just say you can watch it at any time because then it takes kind of the magic away from that time or yeah. the countdown or anything like that. But anyway, we're rambling. Uh, so this uh, is going to contain heavy spoilers throughout. We'll do a really, really quick review of this. I don't want this to be about what we thought of this 1 through 10. This is a TV show, so we're yeah. not going to be uh, heavily beating down 1 through 10, what we thought on it, and then we're going to so get into a scene-by-scene scene breakdown. Number. No, I am going to say oh. uh, what I thought of it, um, but I, it's not going to be nearly as heavy as like it is uh, when we're doing our movie yeah. reviews. Um, so the way that we do rate things around here, 1 through 10. One, dog shit terrible. Do not watch this TV show. It's a complete waste of your time. Uh, five being this is average. You put it on, you're not going to mind it. It's not going to be the highlight of your day. Ten being this is absolutely amazing. Everybody should be watching this. What did you give this? Um, I gave it a seven. Not because I didn't like it, but because I want to be cautious because I know that this is going to be drawn out. I don't want to go super high with my rating knowing that how many episodes? I think nine total. Nine. I don't want to like pick one episode that's like kind of a favorite. Obviously, the first episode, it was phenomenal because mm -hmm. it dropped this huge story. But I also don't want to rate it too low because it was a great episode. The things that I took away from this episode versus the first one, the visualization of the infected, this is the first time you're really seeing them. I thought they really did a great job of how they portrayed them. Yeah. They're not super unrealistic. It makes it feel like that could happen. That absolutely could happen. I liked the realism. I think that's the word I'm looking for, for that. And I liked how you still got a little bit of that humor between Ellie and Joel. Yeah. I like that dynamic. I think they work really well together. Yeah, I was, uh, I'll get into it during the scene by scene breakdown because that is a heavy spoiler. Um, yeah, I, I probably have this episode around an eight. First episode, I gave it 10. Phenomenal. It can't get much better. However, I knew that the second episode would not hold a candle to the first one. And the reason for that is episode one is uh, Infection Day. Yeah. That's always the most exciting part of any zombie movie or virus outbreak movie or anything like that that you're ever going to see. Now, it looks like this is going to give us several different snippets uh, of the beginning of the virus and uh, stuff like that, which is great. Uh, it helps build up that atmosphere but what we're going to be getting now is a very different tv show than what we got in episode one and i knew that going into it so i'm not holding it too much against it but as far as uh is this absolutely amazing no is this very good absolutely um the acting in it top notch yeah 100 percent top notch the visuals and effects that it gives you top notch they put their money into it the cgi it, this is very heavy cgi the cgi is great 
they did such a phenomenal do- job with it. Yes, the production, the set designs, all of it's really good. Um, the only things that I knocked it down from a 10 to an 8 would be it didn't have nonstop craziness, which a show like this shouldn't have. And yes. Moving forward, it's going to be a lot slower, a lot more drawn out, and it, it should, and I'll get into during the breakdown of why. Um, but I think that's about as far as I can get without uh, spoiling anything. I'm definitely dancing around uh, my thoughts on this one quite a bit. I just have to say, I gave you almost the full time without any interruptions. You stopped yourself several times. Yes. Appreciate you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm learning. Yep stubborn but you're learning so uh from here we're getting into a scene by scene breakdown this will be relatively quick because this was only an hour long episode but it will contain heavy spoilers if you have not seen this episode yet or the first episode definitely watch episode one first then watch episode two both of them by far are worth your time yeah this is not a bad tv show and eight is a well above average uh rating a seven for you as well above average Check it out. It's on HBO. Um, we just got into the second episode uh, literally an hour and 15 minutes ago. Just finished watching it 15 minutes ago, so you're not far behind. All right, so this episode opens up in Indonesia in 2003, which is the same uh, time as Infection Day. Uh, I didn't write down the exact date, but it doesn't matter. I think uh, it was the 24th of September. Some military members uh, showed up to a restaurant to pick up an elderly woman uh and brought her into a car she's very confused she doesn't know why they're picking her up she's asking did i do something wrong yeah am i a criminal no oh of course not what do you have the wrong person yeah like what am i doing here and they're like no we know who you are you're this person they gave her name and you uh work with this you study this and she's like oh shit okay you got like the right how person. freaked out would you be if you're at lunch and all of a sudden you see soldiers come in and all they tell you is get in the car yeah and you can tell this is very much like a dictatorship type of country because she didn't question it she didn't make yep. any fuss about it until she's in the car and even then she didn't even want to ask can i ask why yeah you're taking me <laughs> uh very the nerves different place. that she must have been under Sitting in the back of a police car and not knowing why you're there, and you're asking the question, but you also don't want the answer. Yeah. So they arrive at a hospital, university, laboratory type of place, and they have a specimen for her to look at. And she takes a look, and she's like, oh, well, it's some type of fungus infection. Why are you even showing this to me? Like, where'd you get it? Like, we took it from a human. That, that's impossible. impossible. That, that This can't grow in a human. So the next scene, we see her in a bio suit, and she goes to examine a dead lady on a table. And uh, as she's looking around, she can see a gunshot in the person's head. Um, and the military member is on the microphone with her and tells her, hey, check her leg. That's where it is. So she cuts it open, and she sees the fungus underneath the leg. And uh, she checks inside the mouth, reaches in with the uh, pliers, like yeah. and pulls out a piece of the fungus uh, things that's in her mouth, and it's still alive, and she freaks the fuck out. And uh, the military member is sitting there talking with her afterwards, 
and she's shaking. She's trying to drink tea, but she can't. Her hands are shaking too bad. And uh, the general asks her, what should we do? And there's a moment of silence, and she just says, bomb the whole city. Kill everybody. Yeah. Uh, there's no fix to this. Yeah. If it, there is no vaccine. There is no uh, cure. Uh, so now we're back in present time, and Joel is holding Ellie at gunpoint. And he's scared shitless of her because she was bit. Um, so uh, Joel, she ends up going to the bathroom, and Joel's just like working his hand because he either fractured or broke something by beating that guard. Um, and it, Joel and Tess are talking; they're having a moment between each other, and he wants to kill uh, the girl because he. He's scared that she's going to turn on them and kill both of them. But Tess wants to save her because the, the, there could this can get us our battery. This can get us right. out of here. This can get us a truck. Um, so finally they agree, okay, whatever. We'll, we'll take her to the Fireflies and we'll be done with this by nightfall. So they're like, hey, uh, do you, we're going to eat. Do you have any food? And she's like, yeah, I got my food. So they start eating and they got these tiny little rations that they're eating. And she yeah. pulls out this bomb ass sandwich <laughs> chicken lettuce whatever was on it the whole works i mean yeah. it looks like a sandwich that we would make today and be like man that looks like a good fucking sandwich yeah. and they're sitting there eating this piece of like jerky kind of sort of looks like jerky yeah. probably is very processed has very little meat and they just want to steal that fucking sandwich out of her <laughs> hand <laughs> um the so acting though between joel and tessa the uneasiness and stress of like what do we do because they obviously take into account that she's a child and Joel has this kind of flashback of like that with his daughter. I feel well, the stress that he feels. Tess has very much concern that this is a child. Joel is very emotionally dead and shut down. Well, that's what I mean. Because of what he went through, yeah. he has the non-emotion where Tess has the emotion and watching the two of them like merge together in that conversation of like what do we do with her it's yeah. portrayed very well because it's like a, a line in the sand of like this is what joel would do this is what tessa would do or tess i'm sorry and you can just feel that uneasiness and when ellie walks in the room it does not break that tension and you yeah. can feel it they didn't say anything but you could feel it yep so ellie explains to him that the fireflies think that she's the cure to this uh infection and joel just wants to dump her and go back but he finally caves and says if she so much as twitches we're gonna kill her and then ellie just starts to like fake spazzing like <laughs> <laughs> uh her fucking uh like the person who plays her it's amazing it, it's very much like the video game to where she's got spunk to her she's yeah. got attitude to yeah. her she's tough as nails a very very cool character. and i know that they don't necessarily mean to make well they do mean to make some of this lighthearted and funny and that's why the episode works so well is because ellie is a, a teenager she yeah. would have those kind 14. of right she would have those rebellious moments she'd have those like sass like talking back trying to just be super annoying like that's what a teenager would do so yeah. i love that they kind of put that in there and it's not heavily done but it's in the parts that really need that yeah absolutely it's very good for breaking the tension 
So they walk outside, and Ellie is just, like, starstruck because this is the first time that she's ever been out of the compound in daylight, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, despite it being a destroyed fucking Boston. Like, Super well done. Buildings collapsed. Uh, everything's overgrown. Very beautiful looking, yet terrifying looking at the same time. Yeah, it's amazing how they can uh, play that up where – the visual of the colors, the greenery, the the destruction, all forced into one kind of moment yeah. can work so well in so many different ways. And you can tell the uh, interlock from the intro credit scene to this one because they see this huge-ass bomb uh, marking in the ground. And Ellie's talking about it. Wow, is that really from a bomb? It's like, yeah, on the... Uh, infection day or whatever day it was they tried to stop the spread uh and they bombed the city happened on all the cities inside the united states so the government's solution to try and fix this or to try and slow down is bomb the cities right terrifying that you kill your own people to try and stop killing people and Tess said it worked in some cities but it didn't work in all which that in itself is terrifying because you got to figure out the cities that it didn't work well in those cities were panicked in those days and months and years to come. Terrifying. But they really did a great job of catching the details, the small details, toys on the ground. They uh, went past like a restaurant. The restaurant was still um, table set, but it was overgrown. I like that attention to small details. I like that you can see it was just one day where it just, Boom, it went off and everything everything stopped. Yep. So from here, uh, they're talking to each other, Tess and Joel, and they're like, so which way are we going to go? Are we going to go the short way or the long way? And Tess is like, well, well, I see it as we can go the long way or we can go the dead way. And Ellie jumps in and she goes, uh, well, based on that limited information, I'd say that we go the long way, huh? What do you say? (laughs) Uh, so they're crossing this bridge. She's very quick. They're crossing this bridge, and you hear a scream of the infected in the distance. And this is the first time Ellie just like stops, and she's like, "Oh shit, what are we doing? What the fuck are we doing?" Um, they make it to the hotel and, that they need to cross through, and it's flooded. It's got like two feet of water in there, of moss green water. Uh, very very cool setting and atmosphere. Uh, and then they make it upstairs, and the path that they're used to going through is blocked by rubble. So Tess goes to clear the way while Ellie and Joel hang back, and Ellie's trying to have a conversation with him, but Joel's just completely shut off to it. She's like, hey, uh, where are you from? Texas. Okay, where's Tess from? Wherever. Yeah. Well, what, what got you here? He's like, how about you don't ask me questions about me at all? Right. Um... I, so, think he, I mean, obviously, he's trying to keep that distance because it's very hard for him to have emotion after losing his child. Well, in addition to he's a smuggler, she is a package to him. That's all that she is. Yeah. And he needs to keep that in his head because if something were to happen to him or to her, then it's, shit, I just lost my package. No big deal. Yeah, it's compared more of a business I, transaction. Compared to I just lost a human life. Yeah. Uh, like, she even asked him, uh, how does it feel when you kill the infected knowing that they were people once or how about this 
uh, military guy that he killed the other day. Yeah. And he was going to answer, but then Tess jumped in real quick. Um, and they make it through the side passage, and then you see a lot of downtown Boston, and there are thousands and thousands of infected dead on top of each other and just, like, wiggling around. The fungus grew from the ground into them. And they said that uh, they can feel things. So uh, let's say that you cross an infected and it falls to the ground. Well, the ground has the fungus on it, so it will pick up on that and send it to other infected inside of the area to come to your location. It's terrifying. Uh, almost all working together. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Um. So they find out that the long way is now blocked. They can't go that way anymore. So now they need to go the short way, which is through the museum. And when they first walk in there, they find a person just badly messed up in the corner. And Tess is freaking out, saying, oh, maybe it was outside. Maybe he came in after getting messed up outside. Maybe we need to do this. And Joel's like, hey, calm down. Yeah. We need to be silent. Not quiet, but silent. Absolutely nothing. So we get this scene where they're walking through the museum, and it's insanely great suspense. Yeah. Uh, it's super quiet. You know something is coming, but you don't know when, because you keep hearing these <laughs> noises throughout the building, and you see things shaking. Yeah. And a very, very cool, and uh, I very vividly remember the scene in the game as well. And finally, you can start hearing the clicks of the creature around the corner. It's making this type of sound. It and that's how it's me of tracking. that other movie that we watched with the... Hereditary? Yes. <laughs> okay. That's what I picked up on when they started to do I just giggled to myself. <laughs> that's a fucked up movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember playing this game, and I was playing with headphones on, and this might be one of the last games that I put headphones on because of this reason. And it's you, super terrifying. You'd be walking around dark corridors, and then all of a sudden you start hearing that clicking sound. You're like, oh, my fucking God, here we go again with these fuckers. I'm just hoping that uh, our kids didn't pick up on that because they would scare the shit out of me if they started to do that. <laughs> so uh, Joel lets Ellie know. Like the creature comes out, they can see it, and it has all this overgrown type of stuff on its head. Like that, where the head was is not a head anymore. Yeah. Um, it's all overgrown fungus type of stuff. And uh, Joel goes over to Ellie and lets her know without speaking, hey, they can't see, but they can hear. So you have to be completely silent. Um, and Ellie ends up making a noise at some point. Because uh, she gets scared and just kind of gets startled. And that's when this huge scene of these things attacking, like, super violently yeah. starts happening. Uh, Joel ends up having to shoot one in the head four fucking times to kill it. That's how many shots it takes. And the fucked up thing is, as you're shooting that one, the others pick up on the hearing of the gunshots. And right. now the other one is attracted to you and it just sprints towards him. But he ends up getting out, uh, kills that one as well, and they make it out of the museum. Uh, Joel uses some electrical tape to fix up uh, Tessa's ankle. And the three of them continue along the path. They find out Ellie got bit again. She's like, well, guess better than me than either of you guys. <laughs> um, 
and Tess is just like uh very much let's go. We need to go. We need to make it there before uh the sun goes down. Oh. She's very much on track, I guess is the way to say it. Um and so they make it to the meetup point where they need to go and they see this giant truck outside of it, but there's nobody in it. Was that like a military truck? It was one of the fireflies. I okay, believe. that's what I thought. Um so uh, they make it inside of the building, but all of the fireflies are dead, the ones that they were supposed to meet up with. And Tess was just, like, super agitated by this. She's like, no, this can't be. This can't be. We need to drop this girl off to them. She needs. She's the savior. Um, and she's just freaking the fuck out. Um, and at this point... Um, Lost my spot. So, uh, one of the dead starts to attack Joel, but he shoots him right in the head. And, uh, the shot that he gave to that guy, the ground picked up on it, the, the fungus on the ground. So that sent some type of signal to those hundreds and thousands of other things yeah. that were sitting outside to come to that area so they just hear the screams of all of them coming over terrifying and it's at this point that we find out that tess was actually bit during that last attack so she's like i got nowhere to go and then she shows joel uh her infection and how how fast it's spreading yeah and then she shows ellie's infection how it didn't change one bit yeah and she's like this kid is the real deal. Yeah. We need to save this kid, no matter what, at any cost. And she's knocking over gas tanks. She's dropping grenades on the ground. And they're like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm buying as much pos- time as possible for you to leave with Ellie. Right. You need to get her to I the fireflies. I don't want them to follow you. Yep. You need to get her to the fireflies because she's going to be the one that changes this. She's going to be the one that saves everything. So they end up leaving. Uh, Tess blows up the building, but not before one of the uh, infected like grabs her and shoves the yeah that was uh, nasty. I didn't fungus like to thing that. into her mouth, it was controlling her brain. <laughs> but she just got the lighter off in time to blow everything up and kill everybody. Yeah. Uh, and the episode ends with Ellie just looking completely heartbroken that. Tess is gone. Yeah. And Joel kind of just turns around and starts walking away. Yeah. And that's when you figure out, like, <clears throat> you know, the dynamic is definitely going to change now because Tessa was more, I don't want to say motherly, that's not the right word, but more caring for her yeah. because Joel. She's not emotionally shut down. Right. And so now how is that going to affect them moving forward? Because now you don't have anybody other than Joel. Yep. I'm very curious on how this is going to end. And this is where the real story of the video game starts taking place because this story is about uh, Joel and Ellie's time together and growing as characters together. And I'm extremely excited to see how much these two are going to bond throughout this when it's just them. So in the game, Tessa wasn't really involved? No, she was up up until this point. Gotcha. And then... uh, she gets infected, she sacrifices herself, but the vast, vast majority of the game is just these two, So with up, some side characters here and there. Up to this point, has it been pretty spot on 
with how the video game played out? You know, I can't be 100% with that because I haven't played it since I first got my PlayStation 4. Yeah. Um, so probably, what is that, like seven years ago or something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, but from what I remember, yeah, it's it's very similar. I'm sure there's, you know, parts with that tidbits are missing. thrown in. Right. The, the video game, from what I remember, doesn't really give you any breakdown of how the virus came, uh, what the infection day was all about or anything like that but that's not... good stuff to add for a tv right, show right because that's in a video game you don't really necessarily need that stuff you just need the basics mm-hmm. obviously they're going to overdo the information as they should if you're making it into a tv show but i did like the fact that they did come from a different angle to explain how the infection kind of started i'm hoping it's not going to be like every episode they get a different um I guess psych, because I don't know if that would really work for me, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. I was going to say, I'd be pretty excited to see Infection Day in a five-minute block from each perspective. Like, one day we get uh, downtown Boston on Infection Day. One day we get uh, from the President's Room on Infection Day. One day we get Oh, from this. different perspectives. Yeah, yeah, different perspectives uh, of high importance like imagine the the intro scenes do have to be crucial to pushing the story forward and if they just cycle the same stuff then it's not going to push the story forward yeah i mean it would be interesting like you're saying from different perspectives i would love to see it from i guess like a poverty um perspective because that has to be terrifying because obviously somebody that's like ritzy and in like lots of money could easily figure out a way to kind of um, delay, I guess, the infection. So they think. I mean, you know that they can't. But it'd be interesting to see it from different, I guess, perspectives in that way. The president, somebody that's poor, rich, whatever. What would be more interesting is like, uh, uh, let's say, two weeks after infection day, people who survived but don't know how to live without society. What I mean by that is, would you be able to survive yeah. uh, if there was not a grocery store to get your food? Well, that's what I mean. Like, it would be fun to see how this plays out. Yep. And we will. We got nine episodes here. Uh, there were questions of, oh, man, it's a video game thing. Is this really going to get hyped up where it needs to? Are we going to get a season two? Pretty sure we're going to get a season two. <laughs> I mean, if it did that well just opening, I can't imagine them not kind of yeah. diving into that guaranteed they have the green light already and from what i read uh season one is going to focus solely on video game one so we're going to have nine episodes based on the first video game i don't know if that completely wraps it up or if they continue it um but i would assume that they wrap it up hope that they wrap it up after yeah. nine episodes and then season two will be around last of us part two which would be perfect wrap it up Call it done. Yeah. Don't kill this like Walking Dead did. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed Walking Dead until I didn't, and it just became the same shit over and over again. Um, so I think that's about it. So we're going to be doing these episodes on The Last of Us uh, episodes, as long as the episodes give us enough to talk about. Um, they're not going to be as long as a normal full-blown episode. We do have an episode coming out. I believe that I have a scheduled for Thursday. Thursday. Uh, that's Violent Night. 
not necessarily a horror movie, but man, it's violent as fuck and it is is a fun ride. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned for that. And until next time, I'm Phil. And I'm Stacy. It's the Horror's Edge. We'll catch you next time.